Welcome to Movie Franchise 4, the quest for sequels. I'm Tyler Dennering. I'm Connery Hansen. And we are two friends that are stuck in the middle of a pandemic like everybody else right now. Um, Forced isolation. <laughs> yeah. Exile. So, I mean, obviously we're lucky enough to have some free time to be able to do this while other people are working their butts off to Save alleviate the, world. the current situation. <laughs> uh, God, I feel like this is already getting too serious and You dark. made it, you dated us, you dated God. us! Today is March 22nd, 2020. <laughs> Everybody remember this day. It's the first episode of this podcast. Um, I mainly want to do this podcast because, hey, it's about movie franchises. That's what it's about. Um, is it? <laughs> there's a lot of movie franchises that, like, there's certain episodes I haven't seen. There's certain whole franchises I haven't seen. And since we all have a lot more time right now at home, I may as well get it started now and uh, explore some old favorites, but also check out some other more, I don't know, less known franchises and just... Uh, evaluate them and hopefully get some entertainment out of both the movies and for you listeners out of us yeah Um, i'm very excited because me and tyler made this gigantic list and tyler populated with so many movies i'm like i have really no idea what this is yeah i made like 120 on the list dude there's 169 (laughs) a nice sex number at the end Wait, what? There's 169 on that list. <laughs> what's where's what's the one? Just somebody watching? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's 69, dog. Come on. <laughs> but you said 169. Yeah, 169. He's a watcher. Oh. See, <laughs> this is the caliber of jokes you're gonna get, everyone. <laughs> so the first franchise that we decided to do is Hunger Games, but before that, I guess we haven't seen each other in a few months anyways. In not a few months. It's probably been like a month. Yeah, what have you been up to? What's new? Uh, what's new? That's the question. Um, well, since the lockdown, I've been just been playing a lot of vitties. I feel like that's what I do more in my spare time than actually watch movies or TV. But however, today, because I knew we were going to kind of talk about this, I watched Upgrade and I watched the first episode of Outsider, that uh, HBO series. But guess what? I really, really, really liked Upgrade, like, a lot. I keep hearing from people that, like, it's really good. Like, you haven't seen it? it? No, when it first came out, it's another, like, kind of low-budget sci-fi thing. But, mm-hmm. I mean, didn't Lee Wynell direct that? Wynell? He did, like, uh, he just did Invisible Man. I think so, actually, yeah. But, yeah, tell me about it. Oh, my God. So, I just, <laughs> I'm trying to, I, I, my mom called me earlier today to check on me. And I was like, and she's like, what are you watching? I'm like, I'm watching a movie about a man who gets a robotic ship implanted in his head after his wife and him get mugged and she dies and he goes on kind of like a murder spree to figure out who killed his wife and basically paralyzed him and why. And it kind of just leads, you know, I'm not going to do any spoilers, but I think it's a great movie. Yeah, right. I stopped myself. I I think people will find out at some point in this podcast that Connor has a tendency to accidentally spoil uh, a lot of media. (laughs) With no warning given whatsoever. (laughs) Including ruining Twin Peaks, the entire series. for. I ruined it for Tyler's girlfriend, Lily. For for Lily. But it's okay. We forgive you. She was talking to me like, like, I know exactly what's going to happen. Like, it's fun, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm just like, oh, yeah. And then, like, when the thing happens and the whole mystery and who did it. And she's like, that's who did it? And I'm like, no! <laughs> she's like, well, I guess I'm not watching that, like, two seasons of the show. So you liked Upgrade. Uh, how was The Stranger? Um, it's called The Stranger? I thought it was called The Outsider. 
The Outsider. That's what's yeah. called. Isn't there another show called The Stranger right now? There is, I think, actually, a show called The Stranger right now. Which one has? Oh God, what's his name from Rogue One? Um, oh, oh. God damn it! Never mind. What's The Outsider about? Michael Bateman um, is a little league coach, and Jason Bateman. Uh, what? Is Jason it Jason Bateman? Bateman? Sorry, Jason Bateman, not Michael Bateman. Um, Jason Bateman is a little league coach, and he's accused of murdering a child. However. He, he was somewhere else when it happened and all this video and forensic and uh, DNA evidence points to him being there at the scene of the crime and other video evidence shows him being somewhere else. And it kind of points the direction of maybe something creepy is going on in this neighborhood that the outsider man lives in. Oh yeah. This is like a Stephen King show, yeah, right? It, it's a Stephen King joint. And uh, yeah, it, it, lo- it looks kind of cool. I, I was a little drawn in um, when I thought we weren't going to do this today. I was like, well, I guess I'll just watch more episodes of The Outsider then. <laughs> yeah. But here we are. Um, yeah, speaking of almost not doing this today, uh, sorry everybody, I do have a microphone, but uh, I'm recording through my computer today because I forgot that I needed uh, another like adapter piece that I don't have. So hopefully it comes on Thursday, considering uh, how Amazon's working right now. Mm-hmm. And then my audio will be better. It'll uh, be great. But yeah, Ben Mendelsohn, that's, I just looked it up. Good. <laughs> Isn't he? He's like the detective in it, is he? Right? He's yeah, he's first a episode. Yeah, he's good in it. And then Cynthia Revo, who like uh, that movie. Um... What happens in it? Never mind. Let's just move on. You're just staring at <laughs> me. Like, like, the audience can't see this. Like, it's not uh, dead, dead glare. Tyler's bad times at the El Royale. I kept wanting to say Fast Times uh. at Ridgemont High, but they're obviously very different movies. So I just dead eye glared <laughs> you instead. Um, <laughs> I like that movie. I, I think she's really good in it, but it seems like she's really taking off. Have you been doing consuming any other media besides? Uh, yeah, I've been playing uh playing Doom Eternal and uh, Animal Crossing. So I've been doing what all the memes tell me to it's do. Nice combo. And it's a good combo. They're like basically um, the same was... game, right? They are. They are really. It's it's been really interesting going from like ripping and tearing until it's done, and then and to shooting hanging demons. out with a cute animal. What? From ripping and tearing and everything to shooting demons. To sh- yeah, to shooting demons. Yeah. When I, when I am done ripping and tearing in uh, in Animal Crossing, I go to shoot. You demons. are the outsider of Animal Crossing. <laughs> Yo, boy, let me tell you, there's some murder going on in that island. That's kind of how I am in Skyrim right now, a now nine-year-old game that I'm still playing. There's just so much going on, and, that, and that's what will break off from me and go to you. Tyler, what's been going on, my friend? What are you doing with your life? Uh, yeah, I mean, luckily I'm able to still do some, like, Photoshop work from home, which is uh, I looked out on. Because I, I thought, like, so my company closed down on, like, Thursday night, and it's supposed to still have, like, another day, basically, to come back and get everything, because that's what, like, the L.A. County lockdown was but then the statewide one changed so like we couldn't even go back because i was gonna like do some work from home from there but luckily like my manager found some photoshop stuff it's basically just like a whole list of this is super exciting but just photoshopping little parts together because it's all product photography stuff but anyways besides that in terms of media and stuff yeah i've just been playing skyrim for the umpteenth time like i got it when i got a switch like two years ago i hadn't had a console for I don't know, like a decade or something. So I got Switch, I got Skyrim again. It was like half off, so it was like 30 bucks, and I've gotten so many hours out of it. See, I got Tyler and Lily all these little video games for Christmas, <laughs> and tell it's them. so flattering to me every time <laughs> that every time I log on to my Nintendo Switch, I say, oh, maybe they're playing a new game. Maybe Lily's playing a new game that I got her. It's just Tyler playing Elder Scrolls. <laughs> I'm level 75 now on my second character. <laughs> 
I'm just trying to rank up to, I guess at level 80, there's like a final quest. So I'm trying to get to that level. And then I'm just going to blow up the whole world because I'm like a crazy wizard. And I don't know, it seems fun. Most recently, the movies that I've been watching, like that I've really enjoyed. I just went back and watched Ant-Man 1 and 2 because Lily, my girlfriend, hadn't seen them before. She's seen most of the Marvel movies now at this point, but... After a solemn vow that she said she would never watch them. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think so. It just took, like, four years or whatever, but, you know, there's some she likes and She's some that she doesn't. Like, that's totally cool with me, because, like, I'm not... I'm basically exactly in the same boat, but um, just rewatching them, it's just like, yeah, these are just, like, a lot of fun. They're still really well made, technically speaking, and they're just mm-hmm. really funny, and the action's good, and especially by, like, the second movie... Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp just the chemistry between all the characters I thought was like really good between like Michael Douglas and Julie Mooley and Paul Rudd so yeah I really wanted to watch that one but I just never got around to Ant-Man and the Wasp for whatever reason yeah it's on Netflix right now I think to timestamp this it's March 22nd 2020 (laughs) probably be on Disney Plus eventually too uh since Uh, obviously everybody has every streaming device (laughs) streaming app I would say it's the streaming wars, but I feel like just everyone buys everything. There's no war at all. Yeah, like HBO Max is supposed to come out at some point, and like I don't even know. Is that going to take away my HBO now? I'm so confused. I about don't know. That. <laughs> Let's keep talking about stuff we don't know about, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know. Let's basically caught up a little bit, talk about some movies and games. Do you want to get into the movie? Yeah, uh, absolutely, Tyler. We saw Hunger Games one. It's time to get hungry. Return of Jafar. And... Yes. I loved his special moment in the movie when he came out and said, a snake am I? I'll show you how snake-like I can be. I don't remember that part at all. You don't remember that part? In in Aladdin 2? No, it's in Aladdin 1. Oh. No, I don't remember. I have no references for Aladdin 2. (laughs) Anyways, when's the last time you saw Hunger Games? And what do you think this time? Ooh. The last time I saw Hunger Games is probably when it first came out, to be honest. I remember uh, me, Grayson, and... uh, some of our neighbor friends, the Gonzaleses, were all really, really excited to go see this movie. Like we were, we were up the walls about it. We were so psyched because we all read the we all read the book, and uh, we even played like a made up tabletop game of Hunger Games before we saw the movie. And uh, I and then we went there. And I saw it, and I remember just being like, "That was okay. Like it was fine." And rewatching it again uh, this time, I was very much in the court of, you know, it's it's still okay. It's it's not like great. Um, I'll, I'll probably express more thoughts as we go through the story here, but for now, I just thought it's still okay. Like it, I don't think it's horrible. I don't think it like deserves to be like buried. I think it's just like an okay like first installment for like a franchise movie at least. Yeah, I definitely think because I, I guess uh, so. Gary Ross was a director and like co writer. Um, he also did like Sea Biscuit and Pleasantville and Ocean's Eight, which we might cover at some point because <laughs> it's fun. part of a franchise. He co-wrote it with the author of the Hunger Games books. I hope J.K. Rowling does that. Maybe even next Fantastic Beasts <laughs> oh, yeah. and actually teams like a screenwriter person who knows what they're doing because I think she can write beautiful books, but I don't think she can really write a movie. I guess Steve Cloves is a. Uh co-writing it yeah so suzanne collins gary ross and billy ray not billy ray cyrus um co-wrote the first hunger games <laughs> and and little nos X, they all co-wrote <laughs> hunger games and that's kind of like i definitely feel that because i um i think it's her first screenplay <laughs> i should really check Probably. these things before i say them i'm pretty sure it's, i think because uh, it's the same thing I with think jk they did this and, the, and then that movie the host came out and that was one of her other books oh jk rowling or no not jk rowling um 
what was the name? Right, right. Not the Bong Joon Ho, the host. The other, the host. Yes, the other host. <laughs> she didn't write the book that Bong Joon Ho directed. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. But yeah, and it definitely feels that way a bit in the second half of this movie. Like, I was honestly, like, really vibing on the first hour of this movie. And then the second half, it really just kind of feels like a lot of business that happens it's just like oh this was in the book we got to put like in the tracker jackers and uh, this sequence and rue and the giant pit bulldogs and i'm gonna save my big elaborate like takedown of the dogs when we get to that in the story but (laughs) i have issues with the dogs you read the books right yeah Yeah, i I haven't read them so it's like i don't really have any kind of like urtext for a lot of that stuff and that's the thing like i I don't want to be the guy that's like, well, in the book. Yeah, I mean, that's fine to talk about a little bit because uh, adapting yeah. things is always really interesting to me because I don't think like a direct adaptation from a book is always like the best way to do it. Movies are a, a visual yeah. medium. So like The Shining and uh, how Stephen King hates it, but like it's universally. Yeah, loved. which is also now a movie franchise. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so I have to get around to that, too. Um, but yeah, I'd love to I'd love to actually watch the Stephen King version, like the TV movie one, because I've never seen that. But yeah, the first time I watched this was, I think, like a year and a half ago. I just decided to start watching them because Lily had seen them before. Um, mm-hmm. We started watching them. And I remember you came over for either just the third one or both the third and fourth one. I was there for part two of book three. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like the very last one. Yeah. The very last yeah. one. So that's the last time I watched it. And I'm just like, you know, there's like something, there's some interesting stuff in this, in this series that I think is like a little under, I guess underappreciated. Cause I know that kind of stuff is like not for everybody. The stuff I'm talking about, yeah. cause it surprisingly has more of a political subtext and I guess context really than for like a young adult book series. than I like really mm-hmm. expected. And it's a lot of stuff that, I think people hate in the Star Wars prequel movies, but I kind of (laughs) like, I kind of appreciate, like it doesn't make the movie very exciting or interesting, but like, I just kind of could just sit in the world and like, I really like how that like expands the world of the Hunger Games a lot, but also how cyclical political movements can be, but that's not really expressed in this one at all. They, all they really mention is a treason that happens like an uprising. So yeah, um, but yeah, let's go through this movie. First things I noticed is that one, it's like a Lionsgate movie, and there's mm-hmm. not that many Lionsgate franchises it's like this. Twilight, The Expendables, I think. Is Maze Runner Lionsgate? I don't think so. I could be wrong. Um, I and I guess John Wick is as well. But that's right. Uh, is. Which is like that's a new franchise for them. But I think that's part why we were talking about before we started. Uh, recording that they're supposed to like they're planning on doing a Hunger Games prequel at some point so it's like I see why they're doing that it's like Fantastic Beasts probably or it feels a little forced in terms of like them making it it's like yeah I guess there is a demand for more Harry Potter stuff but it also just feels like they wanted to make another movie to put in the theaters because it's like a name that people recognize so it's like oh let's check this out yeah maybe like reinvigorate (laughs) the franchise then you get like a Fantastic Beasts situation where you're like okay the franchise is back to life and we can have uh, more stuff in it yeah I guess that's why they're trying to reboot it. But um, yeah, so like I said before, Gary Ross directed this one, but it's the only one he directed. And I, I, I actually did like this this first one a lot more than I did when I first watched it a year and a half ago. Just mm-hmm. in terms of like the visual style and everything, I just grew to appreciate it more. But um, it starts with like a like an intro of like a scrawl talking about like the Treaty of the Treason and all the mm-hmm. districts and stuff. I'm like, that's fine. Like I can't complain about that because Star Wars also does that. And I love Star Wars. I have a problem with the font though. It's like, it's just yeah. white font. The font on, is like, kind of lame, honestly. <laughs> yeah, like the font looks so dumb. Like I did someone just type this up on their computer and just put it up on a PowerPoint and did like dissolve? Yeah. <laughs> that's like, like, I don't know, just just type something up there. <laughs> like, all right. Yeah, I guess that is the difference with 
with like Star Wars, it's like it has that like iconic style, but like this, it's like yeah. oh yeah, let's use some text, like a couple paragraphs to describe the world. And I much prefer if they just show the world, but I still think they do like a pretty good job at that once they get into it. I think the very beginning of this movie, if I'm not mistaken, it starts with Stanley Tucci, right? Like it doesn't even show. It does. Yeah, who's <laughs> like? What's he saying? He oh you know, he just he just talks about the reaping, and he's like oh like you all know like. Guess what? It's time for the Hunger Games, and kids get, kids from like ages eight to eighteen are like pushed into this big murder brawl, yeah. and we do it because we love our country. So he's kind of like the big propaganda. Yeah, guy. it's obviously a sci-fi concept, and it's a young adult novel, so it's just like there to like make kids stress out. But also, it's just like I just that like is these, a huge gap. These creepy children. Yeah, it's like these creepy children. Like even if it is, if it is eight to eight, even ten to eighteen, it's like going in there, and you're like. Hello, I am a 17-year-old man who has they, – they have, like, career tributes in this, people who train yeah. to be this. And it's like, I will now murder this 10-year-old. Right, and it's just like – like horrifying. I guess I get why they're in there in that, like, the odds are not in their favor as much. So it's like their odds are Ooh. higher, so it's like horse betting or something like that, where it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, if I bet on this person, they're less likely to win, but I'll make more money. I don't yeah. even know if people are betting, but I would assume so. That feels like something they should have definitely touched on, like the underground like gambling of like the Hunger yeah, Games. Yeah, that might be too dark, because they're just like betting on children. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But um, I do really like Stanley Tucci in this movie. I think he just like gives it a lot. <laughs> it's really funny to me. I was literally going to say, I have in my notes, he is my favorite character. Yeah, he's, he's a lot of fun. And then there's that other guy, who's, he's like the head of the games or whatever. Yeah, the Game Master guy. Yeah, and I was like, who is this guy? He's not like Jared Leto, but he looks a lot like him. <laughs> you would think Jared Leto would be all over a role. If this came out like maybe two years ago, Jared Leto would be yeah, that Yeah, it would guy. definitely be him. It took me a while to realize, but it's Wes Bentley. Oh. He's from American yes. Beauty, and he's been like around. Yeah, and then it just cuts back to Jennifer Lawrence. She's like singing a song with her sister, and I'm like, okay, this is cool, but like... Is there like a book context to that? It's just like a song that they there there is that that's like the lullaby their dad used to sing them pretty. Oh much, yeah, because so. like it, obviously like, their dad's not in it at all. Oh, he's very yeah. dead. They don't even really touch on like. There's obviously Fallout, and in the book they kind of do go in a little bit more about like, oh yeah, your dad's dead. But I feel like in the movie they kind of hold that back and like, oh, where's her dad? Like I don't know, and uh, mom sucks, and they kind of have that tracker jacker scene where they're like, oh, I guess dad died in an explosion, and that really abstract way in the movie yeah they they have when she's on tracker jacker venom and she's running through the forest she passes oh. out and then it kind of, you see his picture and then you like you see the guys going into the mine oh right the right. elevator and then it goes down the next yeah i was confused by what that was but also at that point in the movie i was like a little out of it like i was just like kind of tired of it because it just got like pretty plotty but yeah like this this intro part like in the town that she like lives in in the district do you know what district that is district well, yeah, it's just like really erratic handheld <laughs> when it's showing the people around the, the neighborhood. It's just like it like tilt. It goes like focuses on some guy like eating chicken wings and then it like shakes up a bunch and then like tilts down to the chicken wings and then tilts back up to like <laughs> violently <laughs> yeah, shaking. Like, and then like, uh, but actually I, I really like this DP, uh, Tom Stern. He works with Clint Eastwood a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, he oh. shot one of my favorite movies, Sully. <laughs> Sully is such a fucking good movie. Why is that one of your favorite movies? <laughs> Have you movies? seen Sully? <laughs> no. It was a forced water landing. It is so good. Okay. It was the birds. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, I read a little bit. Little like There was only a small article I could find about Tom Stern talking about the movie. 
he he just shot J. Edgar and then went over to this. But he was saying that there were no handheld shots in this movie. Uh, that's what I was a little confused because that's what the whole movie feels like. But it's like they just use bungee systems so they could like still have control but force it around as much as they wanted to. Yeah, the first time I watched this, I was like, Ugh, I just don't like the like the visual style of this movie. It is egregious in District 12 in the very beginning, but I think it gets better throughout. And I always like his lighting style because it's very like stark. It's very like... I don't know. It feels naturalistic, but also stylized at the same time with like some really. I was gonna say I I, I didn't really like. It feels so gray to me. Yeah, like, it's very gray. It's kind of like I a lot of his movies, though. Yeah, well, that's interesting to know then. Like he did like Flags of Her Fathers and Letters for Iwo Jima and stuff. Like I don't know. And like okay. he used some like higher speed stock for film. Like they shot this on film, and like I liked it being. Like, I got surprised by how grainy some of the shots were, just because I don't know. It was like 2012. So, like they could have either shot digitally at that point or just use a cleaner like film stock basically less sensitive to light just to make mm-hmm. give it a cleaner look but like i liked how it was more gritty and it really fits the movie i'd agree with that but yeah so I, I can understand oh yeah and then the next part is just liam hemsworth shows up <laughs> yes he what does. are your thoughts on this <laughs> um well uh, I, I remember like, even before before she meets him and she's just like in her house and she like packs up to go she bees mean to her family cat and that's the only time we see the cat. Yeah, yeah. is the cat like in the book more? Like the the cat's pretty prominent in the really? book. Like the cat loves the her sister and like hates Katniss, but but she's just like, oh, I'll stuff you. I'm like, I'm not surprised the cat hates you if you talk to it <laughs> yeah, like that. Like, that was its only only interaction. And uh, yeah, yeah, speaking of that, like I guess this is more later in the movie. I guess I think in the scene too, but like I didn't even know that the the blonde woman was her mom. Because oh. I'm just like, okay, so is that like. I don't know. Is that like their grandma? I don't know. She didn't even. She didn't even like. I was confused because she looked young enough to like not be her mom. But it was also mm-hmm. her mom also has like no lines. Basically, like she has a few lines, but I'm just like, there's no direct connection. And I'm just like, oh, okay, <laughs> like who is this? Yeah, she's like semi catatonic from like the death of her husband and their father. Yeah, that makes more sense. And I, I, I just even in this, I'm like. I, I'm a, I'm gonna give Jennifer Lawrence credit because I know she's charming and I know she's a good actress and Katniss is not charming as a person at all. It's hard to convey that visually and like it really I is. guess like through dialogue, it's just hard to show that when you could in a novel like just write all of her emotions and expressions out mm-hmm. to for the reader. And so like when it when it comes to this and, and like in a movie like this where you just see Katniss just being mean to her mom yeah. so frequently is is what, what I see through. I'm like. I, I don't know. It's just something I have not, I personally not react to that situation. And I guess that's why it, it makes me, I'm so sensitive to that kind of action of being like so hostile. But I think ultimately it, it is who Katniss is. She is fitting that character to the, to the T is exactly who she is. You, you do not like Katniss until like, until you realize you do. And that's kind of, I think the point. And I, and I do think she nailed that. Cause there's moments in like, I'm when I'm watching the movie, I'm like, I actually, I, you know what? I like her. Like, I like her. She's cool. When she's not like brooding. Yeah, she's not like a shitty person at all. I'm like, no. I feel like Peta kind of sucks sometimes, but we'll get to him. <laughs> but um, I just forgot my train of thought. But like, yeah, the first time I watched it, like the whole series is kind of like, yeah, she's kind of just like whatever. But like, I like that a lot more now having seen it a second time. Anyways, Liam's he- Liam Hemsworth shows up and like, I don't remember any of the dialogue. Well, actually, I remember just like weird parts where he's just like, I forget what they're talking about even. Like, I'm not one for remembering dialogue, and I think you're very the opposite. Like, <laughs> he says, he says, what are you going to do when you catch it? When she's about to, like, 
shoot a deer and she's like i was gonna kill it and then bring it home and trade it to a peacekeeper for money oh right yeah it was just like really like not in tune with like whatever they were talking about I'm like yeah it's kind of boring like i can only assume that this is like a love interest like it's just like yeah. a, okay i get like the symbol the symbolic meaning of this scene or whatever and then yeah. <laughs> but i do remember like he pulls out some bread and she's like, is that real? And oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> and she takes a big whip. And he's like, it better be. I had to trade a squirrel for it. I'm just like, what? Like, it was just like a weird line. But and then the pioneer pioneer music started yeah. playing. <laughs> but as you soon realize, apparently they eat a lot of squirrels in this uh, district. And then I think from there, they just go to. Yeah, they talk about they also talk about running away. And, and like, that's oh, right. also when like the. The kind of the bad guys come. Um, Elizabeth Banks shows up with the peacekeeper force. Ooh, there was another, sorry, like, there was another line where she's like, I'm never going to have kids. I'm like, the fact that she has that as a line, I'm like, that's got to be like foreshadowing for later. It's just like, oh, you'll change as a person and maybe one day you'll want a kid. Like, it's like, yeah. But I mean, never. I can criticize it, but it's also like, it's definitely this movie, especially if it definitely like tears on this edge of like, there's a couple questionable moments, but they don't tear down like the movie as a whole. Um, just certain weird lines of dialogue that we'll get to later (laughs) but um yeah and then elizabeth Banks shows up and she looks dope as fuck Mm -hmm. and she does they basically show up to the do the reaping show is that what it's called the reaping uh, when they pick everybody katniss and uh gail talk about running away together just in the wilderness katniss is apprehensive about doing that gail says like oh well we, we could do it you know and she's like he's like just bring your mom and your sister and she's like oh you know what we can never do this we kind of realize this is more of like a pipe dream than an actual thing they're both going to do and we kind of learn that there's a system in play as well in the reaping where you can put your name in like as many times as you want and however many times you put your name in your family gets extra food for like every time you kind of like choose to sacrifice yourself you get like a surplus of oh surplus. i thought everybody had to put their name in so you can put your name in once, but you get, like, nothing in return. But if you put your name in, like, five times, ten uh, times, 45 times, like what Gail does, um, then you get, like, extra food and supplies. So Katniss just has her name in once. Uh, her little sister, it's her. she has just come of age, eight or ten. And uh, her name's just in it once. Her sister's scared about this thing, about, like, getting picked. But Katniss is like, your name's in there once. You're not going to get picked. Anyway, so foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Katniss goes to the black market where uh, she trades a uh, like a pheasant she's shot or something and she trades it to an old woman and uh, she gets some money and uh, she sees this pretty pen. It's her little Mockingjay pen, which is going to be the logo for the entire series. And uh, she's like, and the old the pet is like, oh, I like this. It's pretty. How much? And the old lady's like, you can have it because you're Katniss. She goes, that'll be five dollars. <laughs> five dollars please um yeah and i had to look up the context of like mockingjay i'm like man that sounds like such a like a real bird that i like didn't know if it was a real bird or not so it's like mockingjays are free it's like a symbol of freedom and like rebellion they're also genetic monstrosities made by the government but oh they are yeah they're like they were like initially used as like military spy kind of drones to like relay messages but they didn't really work or like the first iteration didn't and then they escaped and then they kind of just bred in the wild interesting and we'll find some other genetically created things possibly later Mm -hmm. so basically they 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 get dressed up i thought it was really interesting that everyone's either wearing white or teal i do like everyone's style like uh in terms of like the district like it's very (laughs) what was i had the term yesterday but it's basically like dust bowl sci-fi like it's yes. like yes it, it's like we're on the prairie and yeah it's like dust bowl tech <laughs> and um i don't know i like that a lot 
because it's not something I'd seen before, and it doesn't look too ridiculous. Um, no, it doesn't. In, it, compare, in contrast, though, like I think like the the cops kind of just like look kind of stupid. <laughs> like well, they do. I, I they lack like the fear and intimidation a stormtrooper costume kind of brings. Like they just look like dudes and like white. Yeah, which is like fine. Like it is like a young adult thing. It's like okay, that's cool. But mm-hmm. they also kind of feel like the THX one one three eight police but like without a mask and it was just like yeah if they put yeah. a mask on it they probably just look too much like it but whatever yeah <laughs> um do you want to take this yeah I don't know. This, this is the part like i like i just don't really care about this <laughs> it's just like it's like just one okay then i'll do it basically it's just elizabeth banks is like oh hey who's i wonder who's gonna pick she pulls out of the hat it's prim surprise katniss's little sister katniss freaks out immediately and says nope 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 i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it so she volunteers as tribute and uh Elizabeth thinks is a-okay with that, brings her on stage, and then she draws the boy's name, and it's a little boy by the name of Pita Bread. Yeah, I forgot his last name. Which he, he's a baker, so he is Pita Bread. He is a baker. I think his parents played, played a cruel joke on him. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> they just named him after one of the breads that they hate and threw at hogs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of throwing bread, we'll get to yeah. that later, too. <laughs> Fucking throwing bread at hogs. <laughs> So yeah, that scene's just like I guess the, the delivery of it of her being like I volunteer for like my sis- for her sister, just like okay, yeah. like whatever. It doesn't. It feels a little anticlimactic, but it's also just like yeah. oh, but there's also the little video intro before that where they're talking about like oh, yeah. the uprising and everything. And I'm like oh, mm-hmm. that's interesting seeing this a second time because it's kind of uh, it plays into like how I think politics can be like really cyclical. In, uh, yeah, so they're, like, they're redefining it as being like, hey, you guys did the wrong thing, and then we patched it up together and we made this place great. Yeah. So now, hey, now gonna... children have to fight to the death. Aren't we great? Yes, now obey, <laughs> or we will squish you. So basically, she gets picked, and then they go on the fancy food train, and they're both like, <laughs> we don't want to eat food. Like, J Law and PETA are both like, mm, no, we're not going to. Yeah. Like, they just like don't eat the food. I'm like, honestly, if I got picked to like be. I was going to be ki- like, I get the, I get like the metaphorical meaning of that. Basically, it's just like, oh, I'm going to resist the food of like my captors yeah. in a way. I totally get that. But also like, you're never going to have food like that. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, Candace was so excited to get bread, not like 20 minutes ago. Yeah. So now she's just like, mm, I, I'm indifferent. And like, so is PETA. But like that food looks good and it's on the whole fucking train and I just want to eat it all. <laughs> yeah. I just want to eat it all. But in speaking, which we meet uh, Woody Harrelson, their mentor. Yeah, and I almost forgot that he was in this movie. Like, I don't know why. I just got <laughs> kind of like wrapped up because uh, I'm st- I was still like pretty interested in the movie at this point. And then it's like, oh, let me go get Hamish. And I was like, oh yeah, Hamish. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know why I forgot because it's like one of my favorite Woody Harrelson like characters. It's just out of yeah, his whole like career just because of his hairpiece mainly but like i think he's good but just like he's usually you know he usually doesn't have hair in movies because he naturally just like either like he has like a very receded hairline or he shaves his head you know and uh he just has like a very blonde medium long hair wig and it's just like like, does not look real And I don't mean that really I don't mean that as an offense at all to like the hair the hair and makeup people, but like 
I just like that a lot on Woody Harrelson. It's just like a lot to buy in on. It's like uh, he has long hair when he's playing when he's going to be playing Carnage. Too, yeah, right? and I was about to bring that up. It's like I'm so excited <laughs> for Venom too because like not only is Andy Serkis directing it, and I think that's really cool, but he's, oh, <laughs> he's just doing the same thing with red hair, and he's going to be just super wild. Like those are the kinds of things I like like Woody Harrelson for a lot when he just like really stands out and does weird shit. And speaking of which, yeah. Hamish comes in, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, and he's just like, where's the ice? And then, like, drops the bucket. And he's like, eh. And then, and then uh, Katniss is like, uh, is it Katniss or Peta? Like, one of them gets mad at him. And then he, like, puts his uh, bare foot on them to, like, push them back. And it looked, looked really it was, weird. It's, it's Peta. He, he's like, you got to tell us how to survive. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then he's, like, drinking something. And he, like, pushes him back with his, like, sweaty foot. And he's like, yeah, you made me smell, spill my drink. <laughs> This is a new suit. It's just like, okay, like, I just like how many hats he's wearing. He's doing a lot. He's doing overtime. But yeah, we, we kind of meet him. We learn Hamish is a drunk. And even when uh, Peta asks, like, well, how can we survive? How can we, like, maybe even win? Hamish says, well, you're, you're just going to die. So, like, don't even bother. So he gives him a why bother. Leaves, he's just like the shittiest coach. I know. He, he's the worst. And then um, Jennifer Lawrence is just like, well, what are we going to do? And then Peter's like, all right, well, I'm going to go talk to him. And so Peter leaves. Oh, I think the next morning comes. And then, like, for some reason, uh, Woody Harrelson is much more chipper about helping them. Maybe is that right? So, like, it goes back to, like, another Stanley Tucci bit. And then, like, yeah. on top of that, I was so stoked to see uh, Toby Jones right next to him. And he doesn't even have that many lines, but he's... he's <laughs> no, he's just there. He's just the other guy with, like, the big hair. He's, like, another announcer or whatever. And, like, if, yeah. you, if you guys don't know, like, Toby Jones, he's, uh, he's, like, a character actor. He's just been in, like, a lot of things. But I mainly know him uh, recently from, like, the first few Captain America movies. Maybe all three. But in the yeah. first one, he's, like, the Nazi scientist. And by mm-hmm. Winter Soldier... Or Civil he's War. I forget which one it is, but he's a Nazi computer man. <laughs> and I'm like, I, that's my favorite scene in Winter Soldier. Like, I love that. I, I thought he was so good. I yeah. was like, I love this. It's so wacky. And then uh, Jurassic World 2, as like the salesmen for the dinosaurs that are like sold for egregiously low prices. $260,000 for a fully grown Triceratops. Yeah, it's like, what? Like, that's a whole different thing. But I, I like his work a lot in general. And I think he gets eaten by the Indominus uh, Rex. Or yeah, isn't he in like the Indo-Raptor. Bavarian Sound Studio or something like that too, huh? right? Isn't he like Bavarian Sound Studio or something like that? Yeah, I haven't seen that. Um, I like that movie. That one's good. You'd probably yeah. get it too um so anyways i just love seeing character actors and things and then yes and then hamish is nicer to them and he says get people to like you to uh to katniss and um i do think that's like solid advice and like if anything that's like one of the themes of this it's like how to play like because the whole like half the hunger games is like a media game and i and i like all that those aspects of it those are things i like a lot about this movie and then when it gets to the actual survival it's not quite as interesting for me yeah, it gets really dull. In that when they get into like these like nitty gritty scenes of like, what is this world like? What are, like like the politics of the game is more interesting than the actual subject matter of the game. Yeah, definitely. And um, I get like the mixture of the two because like it is for like teens mainly or just like young adults. Mm-hmm. And it's like okay, yeah, you need to entertain people, but I also just like 
I just like that stuff in like big franchise movies, like a giant complex, like you do. Like I, I'm trying to think of another franchise off the top of my head besides like the prequel movies that like have like this complex of like politics going on. Yes, yeah, just like really diving into the world building aspect of everything. Yeah, besides like Jupiter Ascending, but that's not really a franchise, and I don't know. Yeah. That kind of it could have been one brief shining moment. It could have been. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, I wrote down when I was watching when when they show all the. The people in the in the capital. My takeaway yeah. was that they're like Whoville meets Alice in Wonderland meets Joel Schumacher Batman. Like they're just like the wildest like Dayglo people, and like it's pretty fun. I called them Japanese game show. Like that's yeah. that's what I always thought when I when I read the book of like Hunger Games. They're like, describing because I'm like it, they're a Japanese game show. I'm like that's what they. It's big, bright colors. Everyone's like audacious and looks in absolutely crazy, but super cool at the same yeah. time. And everyone has to like knock blocks underneath underneath each other or like yeah. pull this like man's nipples really hard or something while he's like <laughs> yeah. trying to like, not cry. That, it should be like totally bizarre <laughs> like that, just like madness and just like totally like they're like. I get to do whatever I want. I have no cares whatsoever in the world. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's like it should be really ridiculous to think that way, where it's just like it's so over the top, basically, like their mm-hmm. costumes compared to like the Dust Bowl people. But yeah. I like it a lot. Like you just go with it, and it's just like, yeah, it's an obvious like uh, contrast between the two. But they also just look oh, really yeah. cool, and it's probably really fun to like design all those costumes and stuff. Oh, for sure. Probably some for like, those extra people to like dress up in that. Like how crazy must have that been? Yeah, and then I think the next thing that happens is. Uh, Lenny Kravitz shows up, right? <laughs> Which I think this is like the only movies he's ever been in. Remind me who he is again. Lenny Kravitz. He's the... Yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> Sorry, I only have like the parody song stuck in my head. He's a... Well, he's he's the fashion stylist guy in the oh, movie. Oh, Cena. But he's also, Cena, yeah. you know, like, I want to get away, the song. Yeah. But I just know right. I want a Milky Way, the parody song. Yeah, so he shows up and he's just like... It's just kind of funny, like, he works in this movie. It's just funny that he's in it. I feel like the casting overall in this movie is, like, pretty... It's it it's not the expected thing for anybody, and I kind of like it a lot. Like, I like Woody Harrelson in it. Seems, like, kind of weird, and then Lenny Kravitz seems kind of weird, but, like, I just like all the side characters, like, who they cast for it, because it's not really, like, the expected person you would, ex- you would cast, you know? No, yeah, it's really fun. But um, it also totally makes sense. And I also was getting, like, I kind of, like, I feel like, Lenny Kravitz is very kind of like a Prince vibe in this just because he's like, I don't know, like very into fashion and like a little more like effeminate, I guess, but rock yeah. star like styling, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, cause he's like, he's like the cool new designer that kind of is like strut onto the scene. Yeah. And like, this is his like kind of breakout thing and he wants to make them special. Like he's given this like the lowest ranking district and he's like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to make you shine lady. <laughs> quite literally because then they yeah quite literally <laughs> and then they go in the little chariot introduction thing and everyone's like yeah we look cool but then it goes to j-law and Peta, and they're just like yeah when, when we see when we see, when we see their costumes like i kind of forgot what they looked like and i kind of had in my head what she wore in uh maybe catching fire because i think she wears another gown of that and that she that one looks like stellar on like the runway when they're riding the chariots yeah. this one i'm like Oh, this looks ugly. It looks, yeah, it's just like hard leather. Like, yeah. like I don't even, it's just really shiny. Like, I don't know what it is, but, and then later when she, like, she has that dress that, like, she twists around and it's just kind of awkward because she does it for, like, 10 it minutes. Kind of, 
Yeah, she does. But she, I think she does it for a while in the book, too. And I think that's uh, something she kind of criticizes herself for later in the book, that she does it for so long. She's like, I'm like a stupid, like, giddy schoolgirl. Like, what am I doing? Why did I do that? Yeah, and that's what I figured, like, because she, she's really good at playing awkward, too, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. So, yeah, they do that. And everyone's like, wow, it's so great. And then I think Hamish trains them more. And I remember him saying something along the lines of, like, the percentage of death from infection and exposure is higher than than getting killed by someone. Yeah. So it's like focusing on survival skills. And I, I like that aspect too, because it's not just like, yeah, a they big... do that little training montage in that like facility. The actress that I really like, I loved her in the book too. And she's this redhead girl and they call her Fox face. And yeah, I thought that was a, uh, what's her face from uh, game of Thrones. Um, Sophie Turner. Yeah, I thought it was Sophie Turner for a split second. And I'm like, no, I, that those, nah. those uh, dates don't line up. But yeah, I, I loved her. I still love her in this. Like, I like the sequence and she's just like at the computer and do all these like forging things. She's like clicking buttons really fast and just going ding, 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 ding. It's kind of just like sizing everybody up, seeing what everybody's kind of good at. Um, PETA throws a big, <laughs> big like weight around. Yeah, that was like really funny to me. It's like he doesn't show off anything. And then he just like. He's more ogre than <laughs> he man. He just throws the, the dumbbell or whatever, like the kettlebell at like the And swords. all of the careers are like impressed. They're like. Oh, wow, cool. But it, like, barely even bounces off of, like, the thing. Like, it doesn't even, like, have a strong visual impact. It's just, like, boom, boom, boom. And they're, like, ooh, okay, wow. But on on top of that, like, (laughs) he's just really funny to me because he has, like, he's painting his hand. Did this stand out to you? This is, like, my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. (laughs) He's just, like, he has a camouflage hand. And then yeah uh, Katniss like walks up to him and it's just like wow like how did you learn how to do that and he says I used to decorate cakes <laughs> and that's how he goes to yeah. put like a tree on his hand so it's like did he decorate cakes like they were camouflage cakes like it's like that's why you can see happy birthday Brian <laughs> written on it <laughs> so stupid but like those are things like that I think makes the movie fall apart a little bit but I also really enjoy because it it's just like what <laughs> Alice, I know as soon as he got back to District 12, I need him to make camo camo cakes for the rest of his life. Put that frosting skill to real work. Yeah, he'd do well with like Duck Dynasty or something. Duck Dynasty. <laughs> or maybe he'll Cake Boss. <laughs> Duck Dynasty meets Cake Boss. He's the host. Oh my. That's an episode. That exists. <laughs> yeah, what happens after that? I don't even remember. I think the next thing is the um, fire so dress. The trainees, oh, Kat, Katniss scores like she scores the highest in like her exam session where the kind of the judges kind of give everybody a last once over. <sighs> oh, right. Yeah. And then she's like, she misses and they're like, oh, oh whatever. And then, yes. and then Wes Bentley is just like, oh, you got this hog. Nice hog. Oh, I love this pig. <laughs> Who brought this pig? He just comments on the hog for like so long. He loves that hog. <laughs> he does love that hog. And then, um, but yeah, she shoots. She, the she apple. shoots the apple out of the hog. She shoot the apple out hog. She shoot apple out hog. And then Elizabeth Banks is like, "You should not do that." And then Hamish comes in. He's like, hey, "I love it when you shoot hog. You shoot apple out hog." <laughs> <You> shoot- <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he's impressed. Effie's not impressed. Um, they're kind of nervous that she's going to get a low score. That they're going to spite her by do- giving her that. And uh, instead, they give her the highest score out of all the troops. She gets an 11 out of 12. Yeah, because I forgot what the scoring is. system was. I'm like, wait, if it's out of 12, like, are they scoring per district? Because, like, if someone in District 1 yeah. gets, like, a 1, does that is that equal to a 12? Like, I was really confused by the scoring. I, I don't 
I think it's still like 12 is best. But yeah. <laughs> it's just a weird thing to score them by. Um, and then she does the fire dress twirl we talked about. and Yeah, and she does fire dress. And then they go to and PETA, fun. and he's a creep. <laughs> and he lies to everybody and says, like, oh, like, I'm together with J- Jennifer Lawrence with Katniss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he drops her. He's like, I have a thing for her. But, and then, uh, he doesn't say I'm with her. He says I have a thing. Oh yeah, for he her. says I've had a. He's like any crush. Stanley Tucci's like any crushes back home, and he's like, no. He's like, are you sure? Tell us about it. And then he's just like, okay, yeah. Because she's not at home. She's with me. She's here. And he's like, oh yeah. So I like how much like this movie plays on like media, um, and all that. But then it also cuts back. So it's like this has been happening a couple times where it's like it cuts to like when Jennifer Lawrence first met Peta. And, like, yeah. it shows, like, he gets, like, his mom kicks him out of the bakery and, like, whacks him with, like, a piece of bread. And then... He says, go feed the pigs! And then he... Because he burnt the bread, I guess. So he throws, yeah. like, the bread at the hogs, and the hogs are eating it. And then he sees Katniss, and then he just, like, throws the fucking, like, burnt hog bread into the mud. Like, he doesn't <laughs> even hand it to her. And she's grateful. <laughs> like, what is this? Like... Yeah, I'm like, he didn't do anything. You just throw some burnt hog bread on the in the mud. Like, it's just really... It's, like, minimal effort. It's really rude, to be honest. So, I like, I, there's a lot of parts I like with PETA, because it's just like, what is this? Like, it's so strange. Yeah, in the book, they make it out to be so, like... I don't know why it, it'd be looked down on to help somebody who's down on their luck, but apparently it is for some reason, and that's why he has to, like, stealthily do it, or his parents would get mad at him if he helped her for some reason. I don't know. At that point, when you've already been beaten over the head for burning bread, you might as well just go whole hog. Hey, full <laughs> burnt mud hog. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, yeah, Peter confesses he has a crush on Katniss, and my favorite thing is he's kind of not lying when he says that, because he, he does. Yeah, it's like a kernel of truth. Like, any great lie is a kernel of truth. Yeah, and that's what he does the entire game, like, Peta is the media junkie. Like he's the guy who knows how to play the the media yeah. game, which I did like. I'm like, I'm like, well, that's he knows how to play that. He's not gonna kill anybody, but he's certainly gonna what's called wow the audience, make them. <laughs> yeah, swoon. that's true. Because later on, he like shows up with the bad kids, but like they're just like for yeah. some reason don't murder him immediately. <laughs> like what did he? What did he like, say why would to you them? kill Rock Boy? Hey, I'll give you some sweet burnt hog bread if you like don't kill me. Like, <laughs> like that's the guy who threw a weight at kind of in our direction. <laughs> He, like, kind of Come. pushed the weight into the swords, and then they, like, clanked a little bit. Wow, that guy's really cool. I want to be my friend. Bring him on the team. <laughs> Anyways, so, and on the subject of joining and teaming up. Oh, this is the night before. And then we kind of, we have Kat- Katniss and Peta have their come to Jesus moment. Because, like, I think a few days before, Peta wants to be trained uh, separate from Katniss. Right. And that makes her really mad. And they have an argument that later that night. And then uh, I think he's outside, and then she she can't sleep either. So she comes, and they kind of have this little talk with each other. It's kind of a little uh, somewhat meaningless, but it kind of gets them back on the same page that they're friends. Is that is that what like a come to Jesus moment is? Like it's like a reconciliation scene, or yeah, okay, yeah, it's like a recon- reconciliation. But they're like like okay, you know, we're fine. Yeah, kind of. I feel like that's not maybe a saying that not everyone says. My my mom uses that saying all the time, so it's just in my vocabulary. Oh, yeah, I just don't know like screenwriting stuff as as well as you do. But basically, it's not it's not screenwriting lingo. It's just I think my Catholic mother lingo. <laughs> Jesus is Catholic. <laughs> you know he is Roman Catholic. <laughs> um, which now that you say talk about that scene again it does remind me of like uh in return of the jedi between like han and leia 
when Han's like mm. when they, they they have like a rift kind of thing, but then yeah. he's, Han's like, "I oh, get it, you like Luke," and then Leia's like, hey, "Gross, <laughs> she's my <laughs> he's my brother,", he's my brother. and he's like, "Oh, nice." Um, so yeah, it's like a reconciliation scene, and it's yeah, it's it's fine, and then. And then they're about to fight, right? Is that the next thing? Yeah, th- then the next day is game day. And uh, I think Woody Harrelson gives some last-minute advice. He just says, there's going to be a bow there for like you, Katniss. Right. You did so good with it. You just need to book it. Like You just need to grab a bag and run. His name is Hamish. Are you sure yeah. his name's not Hamish? Because he really likes that pig. <laughs> there's a lot of pod business in this movie. <sighs> this movie's all about the it's pig the boys. It's the games. <laughs> uh, episode title <laughs> Wes Bentley loves that hog uh, Amish loves that hog they all love the hogs and uh, PETA PETA gives her hog food so wow I'm booting the Hunger Games through new pig eyes now <laughs> so Lenny Kravitz sews in the Mockingjay pin into her jacket mm-hmm. and I'm like oh that's kind of cool like you kind of see that like it's since it is a symbol like he he doesn't really believe in this dystopia or like whatever the term is this like so, yeah, or at least he's on her team. Yeah. The only other thing I noticed before we get into the games is that, like, Mrs. Everdeen, whatever Katniss's mom's name is, like, it's, it's, it's a mom. nice little touch, and it's really cool to me, but it's, like, Dust Bowl tech. <laughs> but, like, so people are watching the games commence, you know, from all over the all over Pan Am. And yeah. she has, like, a projector that's, like, live streaming the, the event. Mm-hmm. Like, that's cool. Like, yeah. that's really... It doesn't make any sense, but, like, I really like it because the projector's yeah, very... It, I feel like... I feel like Interstellar like ripped off of that a little bit, where they were like, or like, like they have their dust bolt, but everything's like kind of fancy tech too. Uh, yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. There's a lot yeah. less. I kind of just thought about that right now, to be honest. There's a lot less corn in uh, in this. There's more squirrels. Less corn, more hog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Interstellar, but all they can grow is hogs. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> just these screaming pigs everywhere. Casey Affleck's just like, hey, Dad, I'm glad you're back. I hope my best friend's a hog now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my friends are hogs now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my friends are hogs now. Um, here, I'll let you Shit. take over for All the right. games because I feel like I've been talking a lot. Um, Katniss says bye-bye to Cena. And uh, so she gets in this big tube and... Uh, it's kind of shot up, and I shot at something. I mean, she just, she just launches out, out. There, but she <laughs> does a double backflip, and they give her twelve points, <laughs> and they say you did it. But um, they kind of slowly get lifted up. She's um, kind of in her ideal arena, I would say. Like of all the arenas they've presented every year in the Hunger Games, like all seem more interesting to me than this uh, just forest yeah that's true i didn't really like, think about it until after reading like a synopsis after watching the movie but it's like oh yeah right the, mm-hmm. it doesn't take place in the forest every year it's like did they show other ones i don't yeah. remember yeah they did they uh they, the at least one they showed one when they said like there, well, there was a desert there was like the ruins of like a desolated city which was just like i'm like that sounds really cool and interesting and this guy's like i remember like in the very beginning of the movie caesar's like or Stanley Tucci is like to the game master interviewing him and he says, what is your personal signature? And the, and the guy kind of smiles and then we cut to, um, Pam, Pan screaming. And so I'm like, Oh, his, his, his personal touch is like fear. It basically, I think what that's supposed to like a, a note or whatever. Who is screaming? And, 
uh, Pan, she's waking up from a nightmare. What's her? Prim, sorry, not oh. Pan, Prim. Her sister. And uh, she's waking up from a nightmare. So I'm like, okay, so like his, his style is going to be fear and pain and that kind of thing. But when we get to the arena, it, it doesn't really reflect that. It, it's very like, it's, it's beautiful. Like, it's pretty. <laughs> yeah, and it's like basically uh, District 12. Yeah, it's exactly that. So Katniss pretty much right off the bat has this almost home field advantage. And there's the big cornucopia, this big metal structure that's literally shaped like a cornucopia of Thanksgiving stuff. And all these like weapons and tools and survival kits are like inside of it. All the really good stuff is really deep in there. So like heavy duty weapons, but on like kind of the outsides on like kind of surrounding it in like a wider circle are all these like smaller supplies, like backpacks that are just going to be like minor tools, maybe a fire starting kit and like a blanket. And so um, the game starts Everyone books it. Katniss grabs a bag and just runs into the forest, which I was like, all right, cool. I, I remember doing that. She's, she's smart. Yeah, she almost gets uh, – oh, yeah, slow back backtrack a little bit. Um, oh, yeah, sure. I forgot, like, how cool, like, the intro is, basically, because, like, yeah. it's not just people sprinting out and, like, having, like, a – it's not – it's both not just, like, straight slow-mo, and it's also not just, like, pure violence. It's, like, this, like, ear-ringing mm. kind of thing. It's, like, pure terror, I guess, in a way. You just see yeah. kids, like, killing each – which, like, I was surprised by how much – there's, like, a lot of blood on screen for, like, a PG-13 movie, especially yeah, if it's, pretty since it's, like, kids murdering each other. Like, it was pretty mm-hmm. uh, pretty visual how they were showing that. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just, like, her ears ringing, and I, I think that's, that's, like, a really cool way to do it. I really... No, uh, I agree. I thought that was very, really like, cool artistic. Like, um, mm-hmm. And then she almost gets, like... <laughs> She, she almost gets like knife by knife yeah throw. i was gonna say shuriken but i guess it is like a throwing knife yeah by knife throw <laughs> <Naruto's laughs> yeah. um and then but yeah that's all i wanted to say is that i just really liked how that um how it starts oh yeah that'll that that's actually a good thing i'm glad you pointed that out because i did forget it was the, that earring scene and that one's actually really good so it's now game time um she runs books it in into the woods into the woods we have to go because that's the way the journey goes this little sondheim references for all you fans out there and <laughs> wait sondheim he he wrote cats right no he did not andrew Lloyd weber wrote cats <laughs> it's the same same guy right he wrote um he wrote, you know the same guy writes all the musicals in the heights cats um yep in the heights cats um pacific i almost said pacific Rim. <laughs> yeah that's also i would i would be really down for a pacific Rim musical <laughs> I mean, they made a Rocky musical, so it could be right around the corner. That's true. Anyway, so a lot of kids die. And um, every time somebody dies, a cannon booms throughout this uh, movie. And so right off the bat, cannons, cannons, Katniss is in the forest, and she just hears all these, like, boom, 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 boom. I think, like, nine or ten people die right in, the, right in this, like, cornucopia brawl. And, uh, yeah, I think it's, like, 13, I think they say. Yeah, um, a big chunk of people die. And throughout this, we kind of interlace uh, scenes of Stanley, Stanley Tucci and uh, what's the other guy's name? Toby Jones, but it's uh, Caesar is Stanley Tucci, right? And then yeah. the other guy's name is like Claudius something. It's like, oh, right. Roman things. So he's cut back Caesar and Claudius and then kind of doing color commentary. I honestly wish they did more color commentary throughout the <sighs> yeah. movie because I think Stanley Tucci is just so charming in this it's movie. It's basically like a good version of the, the pod race announcers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ooh, that's gotta hurt. <laughs> Can that be like our uh, our our like a uh, movie logo thing? It's just our faces superimposed yes, on that like two headed alien. I never thought of that, but that is like all I've ever wanted in life is to be um, whatever the hell their names are. 
I don't know. And they have separate names. That's also interesting. Have to go, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Young Skywalker. Uh. All right, so Katniss climbs up a tree and chills. Yeah, and I like how much time they just spend of her, like, chilling in a tree, and she, like, sees the camera mm-hmm. in the tree. And it just gets to a point where, like, she's too good, so they're like, Mm, let's catch everything on fire because she's too good at this. Yeah, yeah. Because then also we see a uh, because she sees in advance. Um, like I think she moves a fruit to a different tree without a camera in it at one point, and then we see like Peta's teamed up with the bad kids. Oh no! Yeah, but before that, I think they catch the forest on fire to kick her out. No, that's after. It is? Yeah, oh. she sees them. They're together, and then she kind of runs off again. And that's what she does. Oh, for like, right. Because they, know, well, 10, they kill minutes. that one girl who like makes a fire. I do remember that like they go to the control center, the tech thing. And then, right. I forget the organizer guy's name, Wes Bentley's character, but he's like, can you put yeah. a tree there? And then the guy's like, hell yeah. And then he like picks up his fingers and like drops a tree. I'm like, that's really cool. This is like roller. It is it's awesome. like building one of those roller coasters and roller coaster tycoon where everybody mm-hmm. gets on and just launches off. And like you delete the track. It's like, oh, this I, is it's, fun. it's so awesome. Like I, it's it sounds so sadistic, but I'm like, if if that if I was in that universe, I'd try so hard to be a game master. Like that would be like my life's yeah. goal. And I guess that sounds bad what I just said, but it's like yeah, you just have those moments in like video games and it's like it feels very yeah. video gamey where it's just like And that's burn and that's everything. also kinda of like it kinda of, yeah, it stacks that creepiness too, because you're like, Oh, I'd be really good at that job. It's like, oh no, I'd be really good at that yeah. job. <laughs> exactly. If we lived under a different and form you get of government. That layer of, yeah and you get that layer of removal where you do like oh i'm just playing a video game like it's just a game i'm looking at a cold static like virtual thing like these aren't people they're red blips and i will say like this movie's eight years old i still think it looks like really good like you don't think it's a lot of time but that kind of is for a sci-fi movie sometimes Mm -hmm. especially 2012 2013 like a lot of stuff switching to like digital just recently so like they didn't have like super high resolution cameras yet and stuff um yeah so but i think so it's like the the film stock makes it feel more tactile, but also like just the design of like my only complaint with all the tech in the whole movie is like how the police look. But like the tech center, it looks still looks pretty cool. Like I like the color palettes and like the yeah. CG. Like the CG in this movie, I think overall is like really good. There's nothing that feels too ropey or like like jelly. I don't know. No, they did a good job. Like there's nothing here I could point to and be like, oh, that looks really really ugly. Oh right, but then so I put. Uh, I wrote this down too. The, the killer kids show up again after the fire. Right, yeah. And then she like free solos up a tree. <laughs> she does. She, yeah, she free solos up a tree. Yeah. And then like Blondie shoots at her a whole bunch but keeps missing. <laughs> yeah, and, they just keep sucking at like shooting her with arrows. Yeah, like the, the dude, the big buff, like main bad guy kind of career, he can't climb for shit. So he just like keeps falling down. I'm like, I'm kind of surprised you didn't take up rock climbing at some point. Like you seem to be built to kill. Yeah. And then the the blonde girl can't really hit her. And then Pete is with the gang and he's like, hey, how about we just wait her out? And I tell her, I think I was looking through my notes and you are right. The fire does happen before they meet the group. So I'm win. right. You're wrong. Now <laughs> yep, you have to you eat that. the muddy hog bread. <laughs> That's the bet we that's the bet we laid before this podcast. <laughs> Whoever's wrong first has to eat the muddy hog bread. Hey, yeah, check check in the show notes below. We'll we'll make a recipe for how to make burnt hog bread. Burnt muddy hog bread. Uh, I know we all have some, a lot really of time right could... now, so check it out. I think we could do it. I think we could actually do it. <laughs> I, I kinda want to. 
<laughs> we will now. Um, <laughs> Look in the show notes. So the fire happens. Peter shows up. And you're like, oh, he's betraying her. But then he's also like, mm-hmm. maybe we shouldn't kill her. Just laid it out. And, but then they all fall asleep because they're doofuses. Yeah, like nobody keeps watch to like maybe make sure she doesn't like, you know, run away and book it while they sleep. Yeah. But yeah, everyone sleeps. Maybe that's part of Peter's There's plan. There's no one on lookout. Yeah. They're just all asleep. Yeah, they're all just sleeping. I think later that night or the night passes and then that morning, um, we meet Rue again after seeing her briefly in the training place. Oh, right. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, yeah it's like okay. I feel like she's just kind of there for five Yeah, seconds. I've heard she's like more in the book than in the movie. Because in the book, yeah, she's pretty, or in the movie, it's almost a little confusing. It's like, okay, she's just like a young girl that she's looking after. And like, I guess that's fine. Yeah, she gets, it's just in the book, she gets to relay more about like emotional attachment to this person and kind of being a surrogate for Prim in, in that situation. Yeah, that makes more sense. Um, I guess they don't really yeah. convey that visually as well as they could have in the movie. Mm-hmm. But it's still like fine. Like, I like Rue as a character. Yeah, it's there. Like, she just seems like a nice person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a kind little girl and shouldn't be in a murder arena. And so uh, they kind of meet. Um, Rue kind of gives her the helpful drop that Katniss is sleeping next to a giant nest of terrifying super bees. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way. All the tracker jackers. <laughs> oh, yeah, because Stanley and Tucci I, says it. I don't know how she slept right by them. Stanley Tucci says it, and then, like, later he shows up, like, you know. But anyways, like, yeah, he says it to the audience, basically. Yeah, but then um, he kind of relays he, the information. Yeah, and she finds the bees, and then... She takes cuts a knife down. and like goes right up to it and cuts it down. I'm like, mm, isn't there like a better way to do this? Like, maybe you should just kick it down really quick instead of like trying to cut the whole thing. You know, like I don't yeah. know. Like, but then she gets stung. Yeah, she gets stung a couple times, and their stings produce hallucinations. Yeah, and so uh, Cat's able to fight it for a little bit. Uh, she gets down the tree. Um, Blondie dies to uh, stings, while the other careers kind of just book it along with Peta, who's also stung up pretty who's bad. Who's Blondie? Uh, the girl with her bow. Oh, yeah, so her name is Glimmer, I think. Her name is Glimmer. Yeah, and there's another, you are there's right. another person named Marvel. <laughs> not not yes. Marvel. <laughs> it's not Jude Law. <laughs> but yeah, Glimmer and, like, her name made me, like, wonder, like, oh, so is she, like, part of, like, the fashion district? Like, why is her name Glimmer? I think she's from District Yeah, one. that makes sense. But then there's also Marvel, mm-hmm. and, like, what is he from? Like, the superhero district? Like, Dude. what... <laughs> what district is that like what what is marvel he's from the marvel cinematic universe <laughs> yeah it's just michael pena in like a van <laughs> <laughs> okay so here without <laughs> that sounds like way better uh, but then marvel kills yes. Ru, Ru, i think later really yeah, way later. Oh, I think I got we, bored we at this point, point, and I just didn't write notes for yeah. a while, so I'll let you. Yeah, I, I was the one who had to be academic and keep notes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Katniss meets up again with Rue after dispersing the careers, and she takes Glimmer's bow, which now becomes Katniss's oh. bow, and she is badass again. And uh, anyway, hooks back up with Rue. And Rue's like, oh, hey, so like we should team up. Katniss is like, of course I'm going to team up because I'm not going to kill a 8 to 10-year-old girl. And so then they come up with a plan because the careers have like hoarded all the supplies. And uh, they kind of want them to get a little more desperate and maybe start turning on each other before they, you know, before like Katniss or what's her name, uh, Rue have to do any dirty Yeah, just like the plan things. of like evil kids. It's just like, you're all going to kill someone, each other eventually. Like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. <laughs> like- Exactly. He's gonna hang out there for like months. I think the game masters hurry things along. Yeah. If at some point, like they would like probably decimate the supplies or like do that thing. I, I think in a the second one they have like that ticking clock where they 
push everybody towards like a group at a certain time. So just keeping everybody in the same area, kind of like a Fortnite situation. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm going to figure out a new word other than anyway as well to say. So, <laughs> However, hence, however, because unto, <laughs> to say hence every single unto, time <laughs> and then say etc. after every sentence. Hence, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I just realized Welcome we could do the Unbreakable one. franchise. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway. she goes to the cornucopia. Yeah, they go to the cornucopia. Um, I guess they've laid mines. Yeah, they like dug them up and then planted them again or something. Yeah, and I, I love it cuts to Stanley Tucci and he says, I wonder if they can figure out this trap. I mean, oh, you mean the trap with the mines with the mer- dirt all piled <laughs> yeah, up on top of it? It's like pretty obvious. And then the girl hits the mine and it blows up and then he's like, ooh, that's gotta hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so somebody does die and then a fox face shows up for a little bit and she kind of knows what to do because she's not apparently a, a complete idiot and just kind of grabs some supplies and runs away. Oh, yeah, away. she like books it. like... Yeah, she and then that other kid like sees her and he's like man like he's just like a bad guard <laughs> yeah he's just so bummed yeah. out <laughs> and uh so i think rue's whole job in the situation was to lure away like the big time careers so she like lights a fire in the woods and then that draws them away and uh they leave one guy who's like their kind of little stupid goon to watch the supplies and anyway katniss sees there's a like a little net of apples oh, yeah. hanging conveniently like on the supplies. There's a lot of apples and hogs and in this movie. <laughs> apples and hogs and bread and piss and pig. <laughs> she takes the first shot. It grazes it. Does, and then she kind of refocuses, hits it. Apples go everywhere. Explosions go everywhere. Careers arrive back after finding no one. They see their supplies all gone. And uh, big blonde man, Kato, I believe his name is. Kato walks up to the stooge and he's like, what the hell happened? And the kid's like, I don't know. And then he just snaps his neck and the kid dies. And Oh, yeah, I really like that she just um, blows everything up with apples. Like, it's pretty cool. Right? <laughs> it's like, I guess that's it's a really fun. heavy apple to set off all these mines. But, like, it was also just fun. And, uh, the way... And the way the mines are kind of like structured at first, like the explosion seems like it comes from inside the supplies yeah, or so like from like around essentially. them. Because <laughs> that's why I saw the explosion. I was like, I'm like, because the mines go boom, boom. I'm like, oh, that's not. And then the supplies go boom. <laughs> it's because the, the supplies were explosives. <laughs> <laughs> they just be packing grenades and missile launchers. Yeah, also, if they set mines there and they could explode, like, they just, I mean, I guess they're kids, so they don't really think that well. Yeah, but like. Also, if somebody sits on the mine, it could just blow up all their supplies, which is what happens. And the fact they have like these like this apple thing hanging right there, none of them think of being like, you know, if that drops, these are all. It doesn't even take like the weight of a person. It's just like a couple apples, and then just everything explodes. And I loved it. So Katniss runs off. She oh, a main thing that um, her and Rue do is they there's mocking jays all in the uh, the forest where they oh right. Yeah, and so they, to signal they're, that they're, each of them are okay, mm-hmm. um, they have this, like, whatever it is. I, I can't whistle right at now. all, so don't worry. Let me try again. <laughs> no, I could do it when I was watching. That's okay. You're just peaking the audio yeah. anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and so they, they have a signal that becomes, like, the whole theme of the, basically the theme song of the entire franchise. And... Uh, Katniss does it a few times, doesn't hear it reciprocated from uh, Rue's end, 
And so she's like, oh no, something's she goes, wrong. Um, she Rue. So she finds Rue trapped under a net uh, trap, it would seem, and Katniss cuts her free. Um, however, just in time to see a Marvel, Marvel, our man, show up and he's like, hey, I'm going to kill you. Um, and Katniss is like, not so fast. And uh, he throws his spear at her. Um, Katniss dodges and she shoots an arrow, kills Marvel. And uh, she looks to check on Rue, and Rue has been stabbed with the spear. I'm guessing that that the way that was shot was probably pretty cool, but I, <laughs> I kind of like lost interest at this point, like a, a bit, because it just becomes yeah. more and more like plot stuff. And yeah. at this point, like this parts I like, like obviously like the apples blowing stuff up, but <laughs> I got like an hour and ten minutes through the movie, and I'm just like, there's another hour left, like. <laughs> I just really like the first half of this movie and then like this stuff keeps happening and I don't know like yeah and you and I, I think we should kind of start flying through yeah. this because we're already at like an hour and the 20. rest of it's just like plotty anyways yeah so basically Rue's dead Katniss gives her a nice little funeral um in the in the book it, it's really kind of sad because these like big machines come down and like kind of reclaim the body and get the bodies off of the battlefield uh-huh. and she kind of sees that happen and it's kind of horrifying but in this I don't think they really maybe had the budget or interest in yeah, doing that yeah that would be cool yeah because it kind of like she does this like really nice thing, and then like these like scary machines of the government come and just like take the body. Mm-hmm. But she's on her own, very depressed. A lot of scenes of her like crying in in the woods, and even the game masters are like, "Uh, this is awkward." <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's when the game master makes his announcement. He says like, "Hey, guess what? Um, we've decided that two people, if they're from the same district, can both win, and they can both go home." Katniss is like, oh my god, I gotta find Peta. So she starts looking around for Peta, finds him in deep cake camo <laughs> by a lake. <laughs> he just is dressed as a giant wedding cake. And, and everyone's <laughs> like, oh, what's this? Uh, it must not be Peta. And then she's like, oh, that's definitely Peta. Definitely, <laughs> <laughs> he's covered in frost. Yeah. <laughs> Who gave him that camo kit anyway? Um, they meet up again. I feel like we double backed and like missed that. Katniss got really burned at one point and the idea of sponsors got introduced where like they sent her medicine oh, and that kind of saved right, her she life. Got injured or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. In the fire. Fast forwarding again to where we are. She finds PETA. They take shelter in a cave. PETA is very badly injured and it seems like he's like, I'm kind of a lost cause at this point. Yeah. He's like, I'm probably just going to die, but you can still win. And so a lot of talk happens, just a lot of plot stuff. PETA confesses that like, hey, do you remember what I did for you? And kind of like, yeah, you threw me dirty hog bread. <laughs> and <laughs> and I'm really grateful for grateful for that. And you, blah, blah, blah. You didn't have to do that. And he was like, well, you know, well, you know I should have just kind of. And he was just, I should have just gone up to you and handed you the bread. Yeah. <laughs> and so that gets the most. She gives him a little peck on the lips and more sponsor stuff arrives. But then somebody, like, they soup. kiss, right? And then somebody's like. Yeah. Is it Sammy Tucci or something? Like, is it over like the intercom? But, like, you call that a kiss or something? No. Um. What What happens is that uh the supply comes and then there's a oh. note in it from Haymitch that says you call that. Right. A kiss. I'm like that's creepy. Like, don't <laughs> stop being stop being creepy. <laughs> and then so they again do that, and it's really sad because like in the book it's it's her. She's very much being like anything. Even the movie, she's very much like acting or trying her best to just like act through this now forced uh star-crossed lovers um play that she's being made to do it's i always think it's so as Peta has like a genuine interest in her as like 
Like, he, he loves her. Like, he's in love with this girl. I always get really, especially in the end of the book where he wants to be with her still. And she's like, nah. <laughs> the end of the first book? But the end of the yeah. first book, yeah. He kind of, like, must be like, okay, are we, like, are we a thing? And she's like, no, that was an nope. act. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. It's like, it was weird. Like, I don't want to think about this ever again. Yeah, so well, like, Game Master's side. Something what? happens. She goes out and, like, gets attacked again. Yeah, the Game Master's side, things are getting boring. Huh? And the Game Master decides things are getting boring. So he says, hey, we restocked the cornucopia with oh, stuff right. each of you needs. Yeah. And Peter at first is like, please don't go. And she's like, I have to go to save you. Please don't go. Okay, I won't go. Waits till he falls asleep, goes to the cornucopia. And there she faces Knife Girl again. Yeah. And then just and, like Rue's friend saves her basically and then like runs yeah. away. But I'm assuming he just gets mm. murdered at some point because. Yeah, he, he gets killed by dogs. Oh, right. Yeah, near the end, huh? Mm. Yeah. And so she gets back. Here's Peta. They're on the road again, best friends, pretending to really like each other. Yeah, um, they're kind of tracking down the last few people, and the game master's like, "Okay, guess what? Time to unleash the big guns," which is the scene Connery has a problem <laughs> with, and it's the dogs. Yeah, so let's get into it. I thought, like, I remember yeah. you having a problem with it before, and like, I'm like, "Oh yeah, like they probably could be a lot cooler because they just look like giant Margarets." <laughs> yeah, is... they're like a pit bull mixed with a with, mixed with a French bulldog. Yeah, Margaret is Connery's. Is that is she both like French bull? No, she's just a, she's French a Frenchie. But they just yeah, look like big Frenchie. Frenchies, like, and they just look like they're gonna slobber yeah. on you, and like, that's about it. It's like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, they, they just look ridiculous. I remember reading the book; like these things are like terrifying and i was like probably in my head i was imagining the werewolves from van helsing <laughs> <laughs> that classic film the classic hugh jackman film van helsing <laughs> but yeah and these things are just supposed to be mortifying and why the government little drones take the bodies is that for extra fear they've ripped out these dog eyes and put in like the eyes of like all the tributes oh, that have like right, I forgot about died that. so they're supposed to be like horrifying when katniss gets a look at these she's like oh my god those are Rue's eyes. This is like a monstrosity nightmare machine. Yeah, that would be really cool. If yeah. they can show kids be like murdered on screen, then like they may as well do that. Yeah, make make my monster yeah. dog. So that was a little annoying to me when I was like, how how come how come this isn't here? Like, come on. Anyway, so uh, the dogs kill um the cool guy who was Rue's friend. It's a final showdown. I think she sh- she oh, shoots him right, shit. so he dies faster. Yeah, shit. We forgot the important huh? thing though. When Peta and Katniss are just chilling, they come across Foxface, who's died from berry poison. Foxface? Oh, Foxface. Foxface. The redhead. Yeah, I got really like bored at this point, so I stopped paying attention yeah. as well. Yeah, so I, I'm sorry. It's getting hazy for me too. But basically, they find her dead, and and Peta's like, "Oh, how'd she die?" And the cat is like, "Oh, these are nightlock berries. Like they're deadly poisonous." And then she kind of takes a few. She's like, "Oh, well, maybe Cato likes berries. LOL." And so she takes a few maybe to plant as a trap later. Anyway, nighttime, final fight on the cornucopia. Dogs everywhere. Cato versus Peta and Katniss. He is really kicking their butts for a little bit. But it looks like he was hurt prior as well. And uh, he kind of, it's really sad. Like, his death scene is very upsetting to me where he's very much like, I'm dead inside. Like, I was made to kill. This is all I know how to do. And uh, like you said, Katniss shoots him and he falls into the dog pit and he's just being tortured and she just shoots him again just to end his pain just as the sun comes up Peta and uh, Katniss are like we did it we win and then the game master says well guess what surprise <laughs> uh, we've changed our minds yes yeah, psychith um now you guys have there can only be one winner of course this is the hunger games like what'd you expect <laughs> and signs off 
And then Katniss is like, oh my god, no, there can't be, no, Yeah, no, I was kind of no. confused and, like, just bored, so I'm like, oh, what? And then they're just like, fine. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> like, what happens? Yeah, <laughs> I had my own evil genius plot planned when, when she did this, which was, like, they're both about to take these, like, poison berries, and then the Game Master intervenes and goes, like, stop, stop, okay, okay, fine, like, uh, you, you both win, you both win, great, you did it. And then that they go home. My evil genius plan is to have them consume it, and them watch their vitals. Whoever flatlines first is the one they let die, and then they oh, save Jesus. the other person, and they bring that person back to life and say, you did it. You won the Hunger Games, They stupid. just keep bringing them back and back. It's like Romeo and Juliet or some shit. It's just like... Yeah, right? <laughs> so basically they win, and it's over, right? Like, Yeah, pretty just much. A they, they kind of epilogue is... with uh, Katniss talking to Hamish, right? Yeah, she's like, oh, hey, I did it, blah, blah, and Hamish's like, yeah, good job. Um, hey, you really uh, kind of stuck it to them, though. Like, I'd watch yeah. out. Oh, right. And then, uh, yeah, and then uh, President Snow, who we've, I think this is the first time we've mentioned him in this, but he's been. <laughs> I forgot about him. He's, he's, Donald Sutherland, like, he's good, but I also like how, like, his character is the only one in, in, like, the Capitol that doesn't look ridiculous. And, like, I think part of that is, like, it helps him stand out, and he doesn't need to because he's, like, the Emperor or whatever the hell. But also, I just imagine Donald, Donald Sutherland being like, I'm not fucking doing that like <laughs> i'm a space cowboy damn it like he's not gonna do it yeah so he kind of gives a coronation to j-law oh he he kills the game master guy or has him killed by poison berries gives a j-law her medal they kind of exchange some like tense words to each other and uh katniss and Peta go home katniss says i want to forget this whole thing ever happened Peta's like i don't want to ever forget and they arrive back home, and that's literally the end. Yeah, the, the only yeah. thing I, I had of note, I guess, at the end is when she's talking to Hamish, and she's wearing like like a like a nineteen twenties ish like golden dress, and it's like, oh, yeah. she's like conforming now more to, like she would never wear something like that at the beginning of the movie, and it, it mm-hmm. felt like kind of like a, a sign of like her conforming enough to to mainstream society for them to like like her as a victor you know it's like yeah let her fit mm -hmm. in so it's like and she has she feels she seems more comfortable wearing something like that as well but i don't know that's it's minor but it is something that like i noticed no it's good but um yeah it's basically the movie right yeah that's that's the movie yeah and so overall i mean i think y'all already know how i feel about it basically like i really like the first half there's some parts i like throughout um <laughs> hog bread is like the best thing in all of cinema um and but i just think the second half just gets pretty plotty like there's just so many sequences of like oh there's the tracker jackers and there's the dogs and it's just like it feels very like young adult book and like that's fine but it just uh just feels too plotty and it doesn't it just the movie's about 20 minutes too long for me it's like two hours 20 minutes yeah but i don't know mm-hmm. what, what what's your final estimate my my final verdict i will be curious if we're going to do some kind of scoring system out of this or we're just expressing our thoughts and feelings i think overall. that's fine like i don't really want to be like i give this a seven out of ten because like i feel like it's a little too uh uh, trivializing, I guess, both to the movie and to us talking about it for so long. <laughs> and and I and I agree. I, I I do agree with that. I will say to our to our listeners, Tyler's one of probably the first people that I ever met in college and probably in life where I, I first probably could talk to, to talk about a movie and say like, oh, I didn't like it. And I think you were the first person to ever ask me like, 
why didn't you like it? Like, give me, like, give me reasons. Like, why, why did you <laughs> like it? Why did you not really like annoying? it? <laughs> no, you weren't annoying. It, 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 it's critical thought. Yeah. And so... I didn't realize that. That's cool. No, yeah. So I, I love that. I, I always give you credit for, like, being somebody who actually made me have to articulate my thoughts on, I guess, art in general. And <laughs> be like, yeah. I liked it because X, Y, Z. Or I didn't like it because X, Y, Z. And not just be like, I don't like it. Why? Because I don't like it. Yeah. And that's, like, always been kind of, like... I used to be really bad at like taking that from people sometimes when I was like younger, just cause it's like, no, it's a movie. It needs to be respected. Like, it's just like, I don't know. I just, it's, it is an art form. And like, it's the whole thing of like why a lot of people like don't like the movie. Cause it's not as good as the book. It's like, I get it. But also like, just try to analyze a little bit more, but also I just want people to enjoy movies at the same time. But I don't know. Just think about your entertainment that you're watching. Yeah. Like I said, I feel like it's, it's, it's okay. It's, it's a mediocre movie. There's some scenes I, I do like, and I get joy from, I think Stanley Tucci gives an excellent performance as, um, what's his Caesar name? Caesar something. Caesar. Caesar Flickerman, I believe is his full <laughs> name. That go. just popped into my head. <laughs> <laughs> so I do like him. I, I wish he was like prevalent throughout the entire movie, like even more so than he, I feel like is. I feel like a lot of this is like, they filmed a few scenes with him and then he was so electric as that. They just like peppered him in throughout it. Just like kind of keep people in the game. Yeah, because I forgot to bring up that he like comes back and her like tracker jacker dream thing. Yeah, and he, and he relays information to her yeah, like, that like, we already really know sense, that he comes. But, like, <laughs> but anyway, so there's some parts of the movie where I'm like, you know, it, it's fine. But as far as like teenage, like dystopia books, I think this is up there with, uh, with a lot of like the good ones. Yeah, I least. definitely feel like it's on par with like the Harry Potter series. Like I feel like people tend to be like, oh, no, like Harry Potter is so much better. But like if you, have, if you go back and watch them, especially like some of the earlier ones, like it's just some of the movies are just pretty clunky. Yeah, this is probably the equivalent of Harry Potter 5. Yeah, and I, I hear that a lot. Like, that's one of people's least favorite ones. I, I do like that one a lot, but it, it does feel like probably the most like a book, maybe. Um, yeah. I mean, Chamber of Secrets used to be my favorite Harry Potter movie for a long time. It's not anymore? Uh, I don't think so, because I watched it again recently, and I'm like, this movie's like two hours and 40. It's so long. <laughs> it is so long. <laughs> but I still like the first two a lot. Like, I, I, I really like the first two Harry Potters. That's a whole different... <laughs> conversation but yeah, um i think this one it, it might be my least favorite hunger games but it's still like a pretty solid yeah. start to the whole series yeah. so yeah, i agree it, it's a good it's a good starting pistol mm -hmm. um and that being said um do you want to play our little prequel sequel game or do you want a piece i out? do want to play i do <laughs> okay. want to play a piece i was gonna ask do you want to play a I game since <laughs> we brought it up you probably thought of it so i'll let you go first basically I don't know if we have a name for this game yet, but basically making a pre we're coming up with ideas for a prequel or a sequel to a movie that doesn't have one. Um, but I'm, I guess I kind of cheated on my idea, but I'll let you go first. I, I, all's fair. So mine is the sequel to Lincoln and it's right <laughs> he, after. Does he die in that movie? I don't No, He doesn't, right? Like he dies like off yeah, screen, right. I think. And so it's after his death, and we focus on Mary Todd Lincoln oh. and her slow descent into utter insanity. Oh, that's and really sad. It's a very sad movie. It was funnier in my head. The funny thing in my head is there's an idea of a sequel to yeah. Lincoln, but now as I'm like pitching it, I'm like, I'm like, this is probably actually a very emotional piece that like an actress could do a lot of really good work. Yeah, with. honestly though, like, like it sounds funny to make like Lincoln too. It's like Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter or whatever, but yeah. um. 
or Gandhi too from UHF. Um, yeah. So by mistake, I pitched a, a non-jokey, potentially yeah, dramatically actually, good piece for for like who's the, who's the main woman? Who's like the the queen and the favorite? Um, Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman could be Mary Todd and probably deliver a stellar performance. But even uh, what's her name in Lincoln? Is it Sissy Spacek? I, I think I'm guessing a wrong actor. I think she does do it. Yeah, she's good in that is movie that, too. Is that her oh, Sally Field. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, who right. plays Mary Todd Lincoln? Like she, I think she's really good in that movie. And honestly, like I, like I know you're joking about it, but like I know really like Lincoln, but I, there isn't really a Mary Todd Lincoln movie that I know of. And you know, there's so many movies about Abraham no. Lincoln. And it's like it would be really cool to have like a little biopic about it. Like it's very introspective. I, I love character study movies. Um, so I, yeah, I think it'd so be cool. I, I I did I did an oops and I by mistake pitched probably a good yeah. movie. <laughs> <laughs> um maybe delete this so i'm sorry so you can write basically it and nobody I, steals it <laughs> so i basically pitched i pitched jackie kennedy is what i yeah, kind of did say, it's like jackie um yeah yeah all right well mine's not as nearly as good as that but i still think it's pretty fun. no be funny please god that was <laughs> oh, like god, my bad please. um <laughs> make it funny tyler idea, please like i didn't reach too far from the uh the the hog apple the exploding hog apple didn't fall too far from the exploding hog tree um, but basically a prequel to Hunger Games that's just about uh, Stanley Tucci's life. And he's basically just like, <laughs> he's just a judge for like a best in show type thing. He's just like a dog show host. <laughs> and with all like this rebellion happening and everything and the new like dictatorship and stuff, like, mm-hmm. like he just loves like, he loves hosting the dog show and everything. <laughs> but then it ends after like the dictatorship and he's like oh i like he he's basically a social climber at the same time so he like he just started off like commenting on like fluffy dogs and now he is like the host of like a children murder show basically so i love that i think i i I would love to watch like a short film about that (laughs) can i so you're in your meeting and i just go like Hello? Um, I'm sorry, I just wanted to come back and I, I pitched a really serious movie earlier and I, I just kind of double back on like the I, I just want to say like, how about we go Hunger Games? <laughs> and I call it Gale. And it's everything he's doing off scene. Oh, <laughs> Gale sounds boring. He's just, he's just like trading squirrels and like sitting around it. They cut back to him a couple times in this movie. He's just like sitting around. He's just uh, sitting in a field looking sad. Yeah. But um... I don't know. I guess it would be called Hail Caesar or something. <laughs> but um, unless you have anything else to add, I guess that maybe concludes our first episode. Yeah, it's the end. Um, I hope you all had a really fun time listening to this. I had fun doing this. Me too. Um, Tyler, I hope you had fun Yeah, too. and like, I really hope people enjoy this, but um, no offense, but more importantly, I just like hope that I can have like a bunch of guests on here of like my friends and like just keep people occupied during like these weird ass times but basically yeah i just want people to talk about movies and think about them and more than anything just have fun so thanks for coming to movie franchise for the quest for sequels if we don't come up with a different title we'll keep it called that <laughs> no it's gonna be that forever so it'll just be longer and longer Longer and longer. I, I, we should probably do that for the episode. Let's come up with a longer and longer title every single time by episode 100. Movie franchise for the quest for sequels, semicolon, colon, colon, ellipses, the Hogger Games. Colon, the Hogger Games. That, and that's episode one, kids. The Hogger Games. <laughs> All right, we'll catch you guys next time. All right, bye-bye, everybody.